This podcast is sponsored by eBay Canada. eBay Canada is here to help. They've been supporting Canadian small business retailers for 25 years and have recently launched their up and running program to meet an urgent need to get businesses online today. New business sellers can get a free e-commerce store for 90 days when they visit ebay.ca slash up and running. Offer open until August the 22nd. Welcome to Canada's podcast, the number one podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. Hello, this is Robert Smigel coming to today with Vancouver's podcast, a member of the Canada's podcast network, where we talk to the entrepreneurs who are making it happen here in Vancouver, British Columbia. Shalene Knight lives and writes in Vancouver. She has published essays in the Globe and Mail, the Toronto Star, and in various Canadian and American literary magazines. Shalene's work appears in many anthologies, including Making Room, Love Me True, Sustenance, The Summer Book, and Black Writers Matter. Shalene's literary career includes being managing editor at Room Magazine, the programming director for the Growing a Room Festival, and CEO of Learn Writing Essentials. Well, Shalene, welcome to the show. Thanks for taking the time today to be here for all our listeners. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I am really excited about this. Great. Well, tell us a little bit more about yourself, where you're from, and give us the details on your current business. Okay. So I can go ahead and say that I've been writing since I was a little girl. So, you know, eight years old, having those notebooks, the pens, and just always having my face buried in a book. So that's kind of how I became this this writer, right? Just constantly being around words and, and loving language, but really loving the way I could break the rules. And I think that's a really important part of what I do is I teach people that, you know, you don't have to stick to a template for everything. And I think that's where writing courses are a little bit different. So I started out with that. I had this desire to write, but, you know, after high school, I didn't dive into university right away. I actually went to culinary school. I don't know why. I think it was more of a pressure thing where my family was like, oh, you know, you're such an amazing cook. Forget forget writing. You, you should be doing this. You should be a chef. So I went to culinary school. I did that. I love cooking, but I was completely bored with what I was learning because I felt like, okay, this is templated stuff. This is standard. I already know this. What am I doing? So it wasn't until I was in my late 20s where I really decided, okay, screw this. I am going to do this writing thing that I've been, I, I feel, put on this earth to do. So I started, you know, really easy and simple. I was doing these really brief parenting articles. I was getting paid for that work, you know, just in my spare time. And then in 2013, I went to the writer studio at SFU. And that's when that light bulb moment kind of happened for me where I'm like, this is a career. This is something I want to do. I want to do something in publishing and writing. So from there, it was pretty much like fire. Like everything happened for me pretty quickly. My first book came out in 2015. Uh, right after that, like a year and a half later, I started working on a memoir and that's Dear Current Occupant. And that was released just this year, this March in 2018. And that book got so much attention, it actually kind of blew me out of the water. You know, folks were really interested in this personal narrative. And, you know, the way I'd structured the book, it was totally out of the box. You know, there's maps, there's photos, there's personal story, there's essay, there's little bits of poetry. And so it was kind of a memoir that maybe folks hadn't 
seen before. So that was kind of like this awakening, you know, and I started getting contacted about, you know, oh, can you teach me this? Or can you have a look at my manuscript? Or can you come to our organization and give a talk on how to write authentically? And so all of these little bits and pieces started, you know, happening. And I thought, well, you know what? I love all of this. I love teaching in general. And I'm making a little bit of money here. Why don't I try to put this together into a business? And so that's how it kind of kind of took shape for me. So Learn Writing Essentials is essentially a boutique creative writing studio that's made up of e-courses, online workshops, presentations and talks that I give um, in person. Uh, I do mentorships for writing, copywriting for organizations, and a whole bunch of other little things. So really everything centers around the idea of teaching authentically and learning and enhancing your writing. So really, I feel like this, this school kind of evolved out of all of that. Okay. Now, did you need financing to start your company and how do you currently make money in your business now? Aha, uh-huh, that's a really good question. And really, since I'm just starting out, it's kind of, you know, slow in terms of being able to live off of all of the income. So I do still have my part-time job, which I'm easing out of which is uh, at the magazine. But yeah, so a lot of the money comes from the self-paced courses, which are now built. So those kind of just exist on my my website and people can purchase those. And doing the presentations and keynotes and talks also a really, really good way of, of getting the word out there and promoting the business and also making money at the same time. So no financing. I haven't uh, gone that far yet, but who knows? Okay, what is the long-term vision and what will your company look like in the future? Do you see the company expanding into other areas and where beyond Vancouver, BC or even Canada? Yeah, and that's what I'm actually looking into now because I'm, you know, when I'm I'm talking to people who are getting in touch, I'm recognizing that some of these folks are in Canada, but really there's a lot of people in Toronto, there's some American folks getting in touch. So I do see myself kind of branching out, but I also want the business to essentially run itself. So, you know, I want to include other facilitators. I want to get some key staff for marketing and promotion. And so I want to run the whole business, but more of like a big picture mindset, a designing mindset, right? So I, I, I'm definitely going to expand in the future, but I think it's going to take some time. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about doing business in Vancouver. What are the biggest benefits for you and being an entrepreneur here in Vancouver, BC? I want you to give us some of the good points about starting a company here, but I also want you to give us some of the tough things or challenges for our listeners so they can keep an eye out for them. Yeah, I think that's a really tough question for me only because, you know, although I've traveled quite a bit throughout, you know, throughout Canada, I've never really worked anywhere else other than Vancouver. So to compare it to be an entrepreneur somewhere else would be be very difficult. But I will say that because I've lived and worked here my whole life, that does give me the networking advantage of knowing quite a few key players in the publishing industry and then having good working relationships with them. So kind of coming to the table with that already built, I think is is really a big, big advantage. So the networking that I've done over the past, you know, 10 years has built me quite a list of incredible contacts. And that would be the biggest asset, I think, right now. And the great thing is I can take that wherever I'm going. So if I decide to move somewhere, I still have that, you know, that list of of people I can get in touch with. And the toughest thing really is Vancouver is so expensive. (laughs) You know, one of the most expensive cities in Canada, you know, right up there with Toronto. So, you know, the thought of moving has crossed my mind. I will not lie about that. 
Yeah, it is. The, the price of real estate is uh, pretty pretty extreme right at this point. So it's something we all entrepreneurs have to think about as we kind of go in and staff and hiring people. So, okay, we do some of our best work outside the office. Is there a place in the lower mainland close to where you live or work where you like to go recharge or get inspired and think about ideas and your business? And does it change with the season considering all the rain we get here? Ah, I love this question. And I think if I answer it, I'm going to give away my secret. But what I like to do is I know a lot of folks like to take their, you know, their laptops or a book and go into a cafe. Well, I actually like to go to the local microbreweries and I'll sit there and, you know, in the afternoons, they're really empty. You have a kind of a creative vibe in the air already. And, you know, you can have an afternoon beer or if you you don't drink, you can have a, a coffee or whatever. But I think sitting in those breweries, knowing that this is something specific to Vancouver, I feel like I'm still in the city and connected, but I'm also removed and I can just do whatever, you know, work on, on something creative or just read. So that's kind of my secret is I like to go and hang out in a microbrewery. Uh, with all those great craft brews. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Those are good. Okay. We have a lot of international listeners. So this next question, I want you to speak to them. If you were to start all over again and you just moved here to Vancouver, BC, but this time you don't know anyone, knowing what you know now, what would you do and how would you go about starting all over again as an entrepreneur? Oh my gosh. I think the first thing I would do is I would plan all of my content in advance. So a lot of this, the course you know, content that I created was built upon knowing people and knowing what they, they wanted to learn and kind of already having that. So I would definitely plan all of that in advance and just come ready to present and come ready to deliver all of this. So doing it as you go, like I'm doing right now, because I'm just starting is like, it's kind of like driving a car while it's still being built. So, you know, scheduling and batching content would be key for me. And just knowing what I know now, that would definitely be the the biggest change for me. Okay, let's talk a little bit about your routine. What does the first hour look like for you when you get up in the morning? Do you have a specific routine or a ritual that helps you get motivated to start your day? Hmm. Well, when I first get up, of course, coffee, I think, is on everyone's mind. But I think my first hour is not really my first hour. So I have a dog and I'm a parent. So there's always a few things I have to do first. But I think my first hour starts two hours after I get up. So I take, you know, 9.30 or 10.30 to 11.30-ish. And I go and do a fitness class in these infrared heated rooms. And so it's like you're getting all of your frustrations out. But you're also getting your workout in, you know, super early. And your mind is pretty clear to forge ahead and do everything you have to do that day. So that's pretty much my routine. And if that is thrown off, then the whole day is thrown off. I've noticed because yesterday that happened to me where I didn't get to do my one hour class and just everything was weird that day. So I think routine is is really, really important. Right. And you kind of tick off the things that you need to do. So it kind of sets the, the tone for the day, doesn't it? And that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you think entrepreneurs have to be weird or unique in a positive way or are wired differently? Hmm. I 100%. You know, and being the only, I guess, entrepreneur in my family, I feel like the odd one out. I feel like I have to explain everything. And so I think to be a successful entrepreneur, you have to really be able to take risks, you know, and be willing to take risks. And you need to think outside that nine to five. So there's no, you know, there's not going to be anyone scheduling your day for you. There's really no punching out at five. You know, no one's going to tell you when to take your breaks or when to eat lunch. And it's kind of like now you're on your own 
and you have to be able to do the work, you know, and I had this conversation with somebody about, you know, well, are you really an entrepreneur? You're just really freelancing. That's all you're doing. But I think the idea is that you're building something bigger than yourself. And I think essentially that's the difference between the two. So you're building this empire almost versus just working, you know, whenever there, there happens to be some work. So if you're thinking big picture, you're thinking future long-term vision, you have to be able to see past today to be able to operate tomorrow, right? So it's a di- definitely a different mindset, I would say. Yeah, I think you nailed it there. You're doing something bigger than yourself, and it's leading to something that is, you know, not just aspirational, but is a, a major goal. And in whether it's a company or books, or but it's something that uh, you're leading up to. Okay. Now, as a writer, what books are you reading now, and why, or even audiobooks? And can you recommend any books for our listeners who are also aspiring entrepreneurs? This is a really bad question to ask a writer because you, you'll be automatically locked into a three-hour conversation yeah, with me because, imagine. you know, but I will I will uh, shorten it. So in terms of business books, uh, right now I'm reading Clockwork by Mike, Mike, I don't know how to say his last name, Mike Olowitz, but it's been super, super helpful to me as a newer entrepreneur in terms of, you know, how to set yourself up, focus on the areas of your business that you want to kind of take to another level. So learning to define what your key roles are and how to protect that as an asset. So, you know, if you're working just for yourself and just by yourself, you, you kind of think, oh, well, you know, I don't have any real assets to protect in this business. I don't have an office or I don't have, you know, machinery or staff or anything. But, you know, you have a key role that without that role, your business would not exist. So this book kind of teaches you how to protect that as your biggest asset. And I think that was just beautiful and eye-opening for me because I realized, yes, I have to invest in myself for my business and then everything else will kind of stem off of that. It's just really an amazing, amazing book and also a lot of podcasts. So I'm listening to Modern CEO with Amber McHugh. I'm listening to Screw the 9 to 5, which is basically like real talk how to do, you know, how to shift into that entrepreneur mindset, which has been really helpful to me as well. So, so many great books out there, so many great podcasts. And I think it's just the idea of sharing personal stories and experiences that really helps. It's not, you know, reading books that people are not trying to talk down to you versus having someone say, hey, this happened to me, let me share that experience with you. And that's also opening a door and, and kind of welcoming other entrepreneurs into your world, into your brain. And I think that's a beautiful way to, to attack things. Yeah. And as we were talking earlier, you mentioned you listened to Canada's podcast and you were listening to one of the entrepreneurs from Toronto, which had similar, I guess, work ethic as you uh, on organizations. So that's interesting to see. And that's another thing. Yeah. It kind of knocks the isolation factor out of there when you hear, you know, someone operates just like you. So when I heard Mallory McEwen and she mentioned that she goes right to that task calendar and she's super organized and she starts her day hour earlier, you know, than the rest of her staff just to kind of get in that mindset. And to me, that's a real leader, you know, setting herself up for success, but making sure that her staff has everything that they need to do what they have to do. And so I, that really resonated with me. Okay. Any online or offline tools that you use on a daily basis? Could be uh, obviously a writer. So do you what use Word, uh, Microsoft Office? What are you using to write on? Typewriter? Oh yeah! Oh no! That would take me forever. I definitely use I definitely use Word. Uh, I love Google Docs. I probably have about three hundred going right now. But for organization wise, I use Slack quite a bit. 
So, you know, if I'm working with a writer, I'll open us a Slack page and we'll kind of go back and forth there. So we have, and it also acts as a virtual filing cabinet, right? So we've got all of our documents stored that we can both access. I use Zoom quite a bit, which is a, you know, a virtual classroom for me when I do workshops. So that's really useful. And for organization, Wonderlist is like I have an assistant by my side at all times, basically telling me what I need to do. And it's a wonderful, wonderful app. And it's so, so simple. It's basically like a to-do list, but organized in folders. And it's absolutely incredible. I love it. Wonderlist, is that what it's called? Yeah. So it's like you can have your to-do list. And even if you have 400 things, it breaks it in. So you only see what you have to do right now. And it tucks the rest away. So it's out of your mind. And, and it's in some platform somewhere. Okay. I'll have to check that out. This podcast is sponsored by eBay Canada eBay Canada is powering Canadian small businesses. Go to ebay.ca slash up and running to open your online shop. As we all know, Vancouver is a very lifestyle oriented city. People are very outgoing. Exercise is key. And so as entrepreneurs, we need to balance our lives. How do you balance work and how do you relax and not think about work? And what are your favorite activities to do here in BC? Do you ski? Do you bike, kayak, golf, hike, or simply go for a drive? Yeah, I think for me, because I'm just starting out, I feel like the business is always on my mind regardless. So it's hard for me to really relax. And I also think they're connected quite a bit anyway. You know, you can't take the ideas out of your head. So what I try to do is turn off email, turn off my phone and just kind of sit somewhere and know that I don't have to do anything. So I like to just sit, you know, on park benches and just kind of relax or people watch is a cool thing. And I know it's terrible to say, but I live in Vancouver. I've been here my whole life. I'm not really an outdoorsy person, <laughs> so I don't hike, I don't ski, I don't do anything super, super outdoor active. And people always kind of, you know, raise their eyebrows at that. But, you know, it That's is what hear. it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's good to see the other side, you know, it doesn't have to always be going out <laughs> yeah. and do stuff. That's good. You need variety in this uh, city, so. That's right. That's right. Okay. If you weren't doing what you do now, what would you like to do for a profession? Hmm. Well, like I said in the beginning, I, I did start in the culinary arts, so I do love to cook, but I really don't like to follow recipes. <laughs> so I would probably be cooking, but I would be creating these super weird dishes that, you know, people haven't seen before and totally just freeballing it. So no recipes, just kind of seeing what I can put together with certain ingredients. You know, I think that'd be, and it's also really creative too. What kind of a job would you not like to do? Could not do it. Hmm. Huh. I think anything where I would have to be outside in the cold for long periods of time. So I definitely couldn't do any construction or anything <laughs> like that. So I need to be warm and cozy. And yeah, so I, I really, you know, tip my hat to people who can work outdoors for hours and hours and hours. I don't know how they do it. In business, what is your favorite word, quote, or sentence that you like to use? I, I guess I would say love what you do. You know, I think so often we do jobs that we feel we have to do or out of necessity, really, just to earn a paycheck. But if you can truly love what you do, then I think that's what we're we're here to do is to enjoy life. You know, so even if you're you're not an entrepreneur, but you're in a job where you're like just kind of not feeling this. I think the best thing to do is find an aspect of that job that you love and focus on that and really just try to go in with a positive attitude every day. What is your least favorite word or sentence you do not like to hear? Oh, that one's easy. You can sleep when you're dead. 
<laughs> you know, I don't, I really think like as entrepreneurs, like at least when we first start out, it becomes ingrained that we have to work 24 seven. But guess what? I don't think that's healthy for anyone. So we have to remember to take care of our minds and our bodies and rest. And, you know, that's why that idea of that fitness class was so, so important to me because that's my self-care and that's how I start my day. So I think it self-care quickly becomes a privilege, but I hope that changes and we, we start talking, you know, more openly about how uh, working a lot affects our bodies and our minds because we cannot work 24 seven. So that whole, you can sleep when you're dead thing is like, no, 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 no. I'm going to sleep now. Right. I need my rest. Well, that's good too, because your body does need to rejuvenate, right? I mean, we are human That's right. and uh, having fresh eyes uh, and a fresh brain in the morning is better for your business anyways. If you had to pick one or two words to describe yourself, what would it be and why? I would say leader. I think no matter what I'm doing, I think about how I can shape it so that folks around me can learn something. So I think that's also my drive is that constant learning and that desire to teach something. I always want to teach and learn at the same time. And, you know, so I'm really, really good at acknowledging and openly talking about my weaknesses, which is something all leaders, I feel, need to be able to do. So if you cannot see your weaknesses right alongside your, your strengths, then you will not be able to build a team that complements each other. So a strong team to me is built by making sure that all the pieces fit. So if I have a weakness and I know that my partner in crime has the strength there and we, we put each other in the same room, all of a sudden you have this undefeatable force, right? So I try to think along the side, along the lines of leading and putting together, putting teams together in that way. Okay. Speaking of sleep earlier, what keeps you up at night, if anything? Oh, definitely. I think probably everybody says this, but it's definitely ideas you know, and the possibilities of the future and just kind of, especially when you're just starting out, you're, you're thinking about, oh, I can do this next, or maybe I'll try this. And so you want to get up and jot something down. So, I mean, I guess it's better than being worried about, you know, oh, I want to get up and go to that job I can't stand, you know, so it's definitely uh, good to not sleep when you're, when this is your, your only worry at night. <laughs> Okay, I want you to give us the top three things on your inspired life list. This could be whether you want to do a TEDx talk, you want to travel more, philanthropy, um, anything like that? Hmm. I think I would say I would definitely want to travel more. I would love to go to Australia. Definitely want to go to Ireland. There's a few places I want to go outside of Canada. So I'm kind of in that international travel vibe mode right now. So definitely that and, you know, writing books. I've done that continue to do that i would love to do a tedx talk that would be really fantastic you know but i'd be a little nervous because the crowds would be quite large right the audiences are like vast so i'd have to work my way up to that what would you talk about if you had to pick a subject that's another good question yeah i mean i would love to talk about something i don't normally talk about so i talk a lot about community building and writing writing authentically so i don't know something just totally out of the box that you know just to kind of shake things up and put myself out of my comfort zone. But I don't know. That's a good one. Okay. Do you have any advice that you may have received that you can pass on to entrepreneurs throughout British Columbia? Hmm. I don't think this is necessarily advice that I've received, but it's something that I've experienced. And so I kind of hold close to me now that I'm starting out. I would say get rid of all the toxicity in your life. So that includes people who do not understand why you do what you do, they will embed their negativity in your brain and it will be really hard to shake. So I think this kind of ties right into that who 
entrepreneurs need to be and why they're wired different, you know, because it can sometimes be really hard to share your motivations and your ambitions around your business with folks who believe heavily in that nine to five mindset, right? So they might say things like, oh, you're not going to make money. Why are you giving up a stable job? Why are you doing this? And they're, they're really just dampening what you're doing. So I think the biggest piece of advice is to kind of rid yourself of that. You know, and if you have to separate yourself from family and close friends for a while, just to sort of do what you do, then I think that's really important for you and your business. Okay. Shalene, are you ready to have some fun? Yes. Good. Okay. As you know, entrepreneurs are very, very busy people. We're always on the go and we're always connected online, but we're going to take you away from all that. There's a small tropical island just off of Fiji that only has one phone booth there. There is no internet. This place does exist. We're going to drop you off there. You won't have a computer or a smartphone or a tablet. You can use the phone booth located there anytime to call the boat. We'll come pick you up. How long would you last before you made that call? And what would you do while you were there? Ooh, you know what? I think I would stay there until I finished my novel. I mean, I don't have a computer, but I, have, I could have a notebook yeah. and a pen mm -hmm. because, you know, yeah, I would probably stay there, you know, maybe a good year, a work year. on my novel and uh, yeah. Wow. I know. Is that not what people usually say? Uh, we get we get a variety. It's quiet time. Yeah. And uh, as long as everything's taken care of, and I guess you're uh, comfortable yeah. with it. But, but the online part, I mean, being not connected, that's okay with you? Oh, yeah. That's totally fine. I think I'm actually really good at that. When I cut myself off from, you know, emails and internet, I'm totally fine. Great. Okay. We're going to wrap things up here. How can our listeners get hold of you? And is there anything you'd like to add before you leave us today? Yeah, uh, folks can go to my website. So that's shaleenknight.com. So C-H-E-L-E-N-E, knight.com. And sign up for my weekly VIP newsletter. That would be really helpful. And I would love to connect with, with people that way. And so right now, one of my self-paced courses, Write, Polish, Publish, is open. And so I'm taking, and I'm also taking applications for my memoir workshop. So everything's on my website. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you for coming on the show. I've learned a lot about you, and I'm sure our listeners have as well. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. This podcast is sponsored by eBay Canada. eBay Canada is here to help. They've been supporting Canadian small business retailers for 25 years and have recently launched their up and running program to meet an urgent need to get business online today. New business sellers can get a free e-commerce store for 90 days when they visit ebay.ca slash up and running. Access eBay's 170-plus million buyers around the world. With eBay Canada, you can stay local, sell global, and power up. That's ebay.ca slash up and running. Offer is open until August the 22nd.